you can even get these ones which are a bit of a halo and they snap onto the top of your phone and they're beauty lights. And to be fair, they look really silly and weird, but they work. And for a couple of quid, you've stuck, and, and the thing is your watches don't need to know about this. They might think you've got a 3000 pound lighting system behind your phone you, or, or did your big camera, whatever. Um, but these little halo lighting beauty lights are really quite clever and they're cheap and they're quick and they're easy and they use your own batteries. And it's just another little very frugal thing to make your videos a little touch, a little tight more, that's a bit smarter. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal on what it takes to start and grow a business fast. It's all about earning the right where we work hard today so we can reap the reward tomorrow. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Mike Maloney. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Get Real About Business podcast. This is episode 40 and I'm your host, Clive Maloney. Our topic today is YouTube, or more specifically, how you build a YouTube channel for next to no money and do it in a way that builds your audience and centers you as the go-to person for what you do. So we're going to be getting into detail here today. We're going to be talking about how to set up your YouTube channel, how to get comfortable with video. We'll talk about talking tech, so things that you need to be getting and, and do this on a shoestring budget. That's what this is all about today. It's about the essentials and not spending any more money than you need to. And finally, we'll get on to covering how you build a subscriber base and how you get them to take action. Video is the most permeating marketing tool there is around. Love it or hate it, it really doesn't matter. No matter how many times you wish that that ad would go away before you could see that new Katy Perry video, or how ridiculously you think that video is a, as a medium, it's not going away anytime soon, and it presents a huge opportunity. It's not just ads. Small business owners and entrepreneurs are creating their own content daily. It gives them the chance to build and nurture following at the same time as building their own credibility and paving the way to increase sales down the road. Here are some quick facts for you. So these come from TJ McHugh, who is a contributor on the Forbes website. More than 500 million hours of video are watched on YouTube each day. And the average user spends 88% more time on a website with video. And that very fact alone should encourage us all to get involved in video as part of our marketing. Also, viewers retain 95% of a message when they watch it in a video compared to 10%, just 10% when they read it in text. And these are all really good reasons to get into video. And to help with this today, I'm calling in my friend here, Luke Magnate of Clout Media. Now, Luke is husband to Julia and father to two beautiful girls. He's originally a South End lad and still lives in Essex and runs his own video production business. He basically films everything except weddings. And he's filmed everything from personal trainers, public speakers, and even himself on occasions, as well as inanimate objects like high-rise tower buildings, balconies, and building interiors. And most recently, he's ventured into the world of 360 degrees and VR video. All sounds very exciting. So firstly, welcome to the show. And secondly, Luke, you homeschool your two children. How the heck do you do that while still managing to run a video production company? Well, hello. Thank you very much, Clive, and thank you for the, um, the warm introduction there. Um, right. So, yeah, homeschooling. It's something that when you, when you mentioned about, well, we homeschool our kids, 
you get an interesting array of responses. Um, some people are just like, you do what? Oh, are you teachers? Uh, or are you qualified? And they start throwing all these questions. And the fact is that homeschooling doesn't have to be locked into the four walls of, of where you live. Um, the way that we homeschool um, children, myself uh, and my wife, Julia, is we look for opportunities everywhere. And this is the thing, this is, this is what makes homeschooling so useful, is you can do stuff at home, arts and crafts, coloring in pencils, printing paper, um, you know, things like that, which is all fine. Then you bring in the solid tape and then you bring in glue sticks and just let their imagination go. And they can create things and they make little stories. Um, my, one of my, our two daughters are Elodie and Aria. Um, Aria is six months, so she's not quite homeschooling yet. Um, but Elodie is now four years old. And, um, and she will quite happily sit down and get an A4 and she'll make a, a, a book, she'll make a story out of it. She'll, she'll dictate to us what to write and then we write down the story. And then she's made this wonderful book and she loves it. Um, if you're going out somewhere, where can you learn things? So for example, I'm going out to the car. Okay, what color is the car? What color, how many wheels have we got? What make and model? She knows about car makes and models now. Um, and then when we go shopping, we look about, okay, so what aisle are we in? How much are these things? If there's a one, then a dot, and a two, and a three. How much is that? It's one pound. How many pence? 23. So homeschooling is looking at opportunities and ways you can leverage everywhere you go to learn. It's, it's really as simple as that. It's, um, it's not so much, okay, right, the lounge is going to be where we're going to be learning, sit down and read the books, and we're going to study this, 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 this. It's, there's different ways approaches to it, and this is a whole podcast probably in its own right. But we, uh, we're doing very much the child-led method. So, if, um, for example, recently she went to the zoo and um, they're doing, and this is the other thing that's just really cool, and I'll, go, I'll come back onto that point in a second. Yeah. Um, but, for example, um, uh, Colchester Zoo, they, do, they have special um, homeschool sessions, which is really cool. So we go there on a Monday and she'll learn about something. It's all led by uh, a qualified um, vet person, uh, you know, a, a, an animal specialist. Um, for example, recently, this project this month was about endangered animals. So Eddie has been looking all about orangutans and then that fed, naturally fell into learning about palm oil and deforestation. And you see how things chain across into one thing, then something else. And what's that about? And how can we prevent this? And why is plastic bad? And it just it snowballs and it's brilliant. Yeah. So that's the short version of, of, of how we do, of how we homeschool. As to how we balance that with business, it's just teamwork. So Julia will look after the kids for an hour or so, then I'll swap across and then we'll do some bits and pieces with that, either in or outside. So it's just about planning and teamwork and not doing it too seriously and too regimented because that makes it not too much fun. Um, but that's the flexibility that homeschooling and, and being an entrepreneur uh, and, and affords Julia and I, which is really, really quite exciting. We're very fortunate to have that. Yeah, and few people do homeschooling these days, particularly the UK. Mm. Uh, uh, so sort of really interested in that but uh, you know, on top of that it's not just you running your own business here you know obviously you've got clout media but julia is an entrepreneur as well she runs a business doesn't she yeah she runs um so she's self-employed as a financial advisor she also runs two women in business networking groups <laughs> and um alongside that she has a um a health and well-being um, business company as well um which is kind of sort of backburning at, at just at the time being but that's something we just saw called adding into at the time so she's got enough to be dealing with along with being a mum and along with both of us making sure the house is kept tidy and there's food being cooked and things like that so it's uh, it's a challenge don't get me wrong it's not um it's not walking apart by any means but um it's brought us together a lot more um as a family unit and particularly in a relationship wise Drew and I just having to work together so much more and on a collaborative basis to make it possible to make it work it's it's really special Brilliant, because I think that sometimes we all wonder whether it is possible to run a business and have a home life and 
you know, to be a husband and a father or, or all these other roles that we have to do, we, we sometimes wonder whether it is possible to get anything done. And, and clearly it is. It's, as you say, no walking apart. But, you know, as, as long as you've got some, well, you mentioned teamwork, as long as you've got some plan between the two of you, it can yeah. work. Yeah. I want to get on to our main topic today, which is all about video. I mentioned today that there is a number of reasons why we should be getting this video. I could ask you about that. Before we do, I should let our listeners know right now is that one of the things we're going to talk about today is how you create a YouTube channel. And Luke and I have got together, we've put together a cheat sheet that's going to show you a detailed guide of how you go about doing that. Now, we're not going to go into it in detail here today because mm. Click on this, go there, whatever. It's a bit visual, so that's why we decided we're going to put together a cheat sheet or like a guide to show you how to do that. And what I'll do as well is I'm also going to add some crib notes from today because there's loads of tips here that I know that you're going to be sharing, Luke. Um, we've talked about this before, so I'm going to be putting all that in a cheat sheet, um, and you can download that. The link to get that, by the way, is getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash forty. That's getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 40. You can go there and download it there. Don't worry about going and getting that now. I will remind you about that link later when we wrap this up. So, Luke, let's come back to you. Start us off here. If anybody's thinking about getting into video, who should do it and why? I believe everyone should do it. Quite simply, um, you mentioned those stats at the beginning. They're really heavy stats. The, the, the amount of people who are consuming video now as their preferred medium of, well, it's not so much entertainment anymore. It's now preferred medium for information. Um, and now we, know, we know what the whole fake news thing, but that's more of a social media the lines blur a little bit. So I won't go into the whole fake news. Um, I won't call it a phenomenon, but you know what I mean. Um, but I think yeah, everyone should film, uh, use video in some capacity as part of their marketing with their business. Um, because you're you're missing out on potential on potential market space, really. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping with text, you know, and writing blogs. Absolutely fine, because um, Google can find that SEO keywords, da 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 da, da and there's all the merits behind regular text blogging. Absolutely, keep doing it. Um, equally, I think pictures are important because, like I say, we're very visual people. We like to see stuff. Pictures absolutely bring them involved. But because when you have video, there's so much more to take in. Your mind is much more receptive to it. Um, particularly, I think it's part of the, um, and I'm, 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 I'm going to say the limbic part of the brain, uh, the lizard brain, is um, back in cavemen, and some of your podcast people might be nodding their head going, oh yeah, I know where this is going, so here we go. And um, back when we were cavemen, um, if we saw something moving out in, in, in the forest, in the great yonder, we thought, okay, something's moving. Can I eat it, or will it eat me? And because we've got this attention to things moving, we still have that now in this present-day developed brains that we have. Um, and again, that sort of just only adds to why video is so powerful and so useful. Um, and yeah, I think everyone should definitely look at doing video if they haven't already done that. Now, obviously, we're talking today about YouTube and using video um, on, on YouTube. But video has been used everywhere, all kinds of platforms. Mm. Um, obviously, yeah. people's websites, as well as Facebook, Instagram stories, Twitter, you know, all kinds of things. What do you think the trends are at the moment with video? Trending with video? LinkedIn's making a lot of noise about video lately. The last month, two months, um, this has been almost an explosion of video on LinkedIn. A lot of people thought LinkedIn video won't really work because you know, video LinkedIn is very, very rigid, very professional, very formal, and grown up in suits and stuff like that. 
but of course it's a marketing tool and LinkedIn itself is not only, you know, is, is a networking tool in its own right, but it is also to a degree a marketing um, vehicle. Yeah. So definitely there's been a lot more um, videos appearing on, on LinkedIn. Um, I think on my, on my feed, certainly it's um, very much about 50, 50, a lot of, things like when I'm scrolling through, I see stuff that's video and I'll see some stuff that's, that's obviously just regular posting updates. And I think this spreads about 50-50. Now, I don't know if that's just my news feed because they know I'm a video guy because of course you have all the information about what you do on LinkedIn. Um, or if that's everyone's feed and that's how LinkedIn are steering things to make it more appealing to video. Um, and every day there seems to be another update or another add-on, another something else that you can do with your videos once you've done them on your phone into LinkedIn, for example, and you can add banners and the little pictures and stickers, which I think is a little bit kiddie. Um, but it's there and it's, it, it's still something that's been constantly evolved from LinkedIn. I think it's really quite exciting that, to see that LinkedIn now have also kind of picked up on the fact, yeah, actually video is a serious tool um, which we ought to provide to our platform, to our members. Yeah. And I wonder whether it can be a little bit confusing at times in terms of understanding like what the production standard is and what the rules are, are around video because you can watch, say, an Instagram stories. It'll be full of uh, little pictures and uh, <laughs> I forget what you call them, like little icons, little... Um, yeah, emojis uh, and GIFs and stuff. That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so the emojis and stuff, they, they're popping up left, right and centre and everything seems so informal and it's so raw and there's a lot of selfies being done. And you, you've also... So you've, on one end, you've got the selfies uh, where somebody's just in front of their own camera, perhaps even holding their camera up themselves and looking into it and talking. And then you've got like sort of raw video shot by someone else. And then of course you've got professionally shot video, like the kind of thing that you would do. And so it can be a little bit difficult to understand what is the production standard we should go for um, and what are the rules of engagement. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, okay. So I think in regards to each platform, you need to just be aware of the audience that you're engaging on there. So for example, like you mentioned with Instagram, it's much more lighter, friendlier, happier, brighter, um, fluid, dynamic, call it what you will, you know, you throw all sorts of buzzwords at it. Um, and I think in that sort of situation with Instagram, the selfie video is absolutely perfect, absolutely fine to do because that's what everyone else is doing on the platform. Um, you do see some videos that come in there which have got a higher end of production to them and that's absolutely fine. Um, and I think just with, the, with Instagram, it's good because it's very, it, it, Instagram loans itself very well, of course, when you back it with the right hashtags as, as, as part of your post, um, to off the hip kind of videos. So if you're out somewhere, it could be a trade show, you could be at a seminar, you might be on a tea, a tea break having just finished um, a, the first morning of a conference, you can get into your phone and quickly do a message out onto Instagram saying, hey guys, I'm here at Supercon 2018 and it's really exciting. I've just met famous guy number one. And that sort of stuff learns, learns stuff really well to Instagram. If you look more towards the LinkedIn side of things, the business selfie is apparently now a thing um, where similarly it's a selfie-based video, but not so waving around and running around and moving and so forth. It's very much more the static setup on a table. We've probably actually paid more, a bit more attention to the lighting and I'll, I'll go into that a bit later on. Um, yeah. to make, how to make your videos that much smarter for really no effort, um, which equally annoys me why people don't do it because it's so easy to do. But that's a, that's a pet peeve of mine for later. Um, <laughs> and you, you're seeing more of these very simple, uh, it's, it's wide way. So obviously, um, just to go back a step, um, within, with Instagram, videos on there are, are portrait, they're, they're, you know, they're tall ways. 
which for a long time I was very much traditionalist. Everything's widescreen. We don't have tall screens in, in, in the lounge. You know, everything's widescreen. However, things are now starting to turn into portrait. And portrait's now winning the, the, port, the, um, the, the layout battle, which is a bit weird, but it's, it's where it is. Because if you think about it now, all our phones, are t- they're tall. They're all portrait-based. So LinkedIn videos are tall. Port- uh, Instagram videos are tall. If you're doing anything on Instagram TV, IGTV, that has to be tall. Um, if you do it wider, so you have to turn the phone and it just, it, it's weird. Um, so yeah, it's depending on which platform you're looking at. You just need to adhere to, as you say, the rules of engagement, which is appropriate uh, on Instagram, what's appropriate on LinkedIn, what's appropriate on YouTube, pretty much everything to be fair. But yeah, it just depends about your audience, who's in that room, who's watching you on that platform. Right, okay. So I guess what you're saying is it's about the right content for the right platform here. Yeah, exactly, yes. And I, probably the best way to do that is to, to work out what that is, is to get on YouTube or Instagram or whatever and just kind of watch what they're doing. I think that there's also an argument for zigging when everybody else is zagging. So, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about like perhaps was it Instagram stories where typically it's very light and fun, but then occasionally you'll see this more serious or higher production video. And that's maybe one way of standing out, but um, you probably still want to get in, involved in, in the, the usual rules of engagement as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what's more important is the is with 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 any sort of video on whichever platform you're going to be doing, it's the engagement is where the key is, and that's the thing that people forget about doing it. They will put a video up there, they'll, they'll put a video up there with it with the hashtags and all the rest of it, but often they don't report back to anybody who comments on it or asks questions as a result of the video they've just seen. And I think that's again that's something that people need to be aware of to come back. You know a day or two days, maybe even as much as a week, if you can remember to do that or set an alarm on your phone to see if anybody's commented. And particularly with YouTube, YouTube loves comments and loves interaction, um, which we'll go into in a minute. Um, and I imagine to a similar degree, uh, and maybe to a lesser or greater extent, the degree of engagement also impacts the algorithm. And we know all about Facebook algorithm and, and all the ever-changing Google algorithms. Um, as to what gets found and what gets seen and how it ranks on various searching systems and how it appears in your feed. So I think with whichever platform we're going to be using, it's important, if not critical, to engage after you've released it. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, you've got to do something after the video. Yeah, I'm glad you come on to that, really, because in a way, the video itself is not... the. We don't create a video for the sake of having a video. Mm. We don't create a business for the sake of having a, a business. It's what that enables us to do. Having a business cre- creates a lifestyle for us or gives us the opportunity for a certain lifestyle. The video is, as you say, it's all about engagement or possibly a sale or wh- whatever else it is. But there has to be a reason for that, and particularly when we're talking about YouTube. Yeah, a lot of this is about building an audience, building a fan base, um, you know, creating discussion and interaction. So what would you say to anyone who's perhaps they're thinking about using video and maybe they can say actually, you know, there's a lot of reasons to get involved in video, but perhaps they're just a bit nervous about being in, the, in front of the camera or they're thinking maybe I haven't got anything to say. Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, it's, it's one of the FAQs uh, that I get asked every so often with, uh, with video. Well, where would I start? What would I talk about? Who would want to be interested in listening to what I've got to listen to or so that I've got to talk about? And the thing is, if you're in business, you offer a good, uh, a good you offer goods, a service, some sort of delivery, you, you offer a product or something that people will be interested in. There's going to be a market out there. 
and you want to set yourself as the the authority in that field so of course you've got stuff you can talk about if you're into accounting right now is an, is an amazing time to do video because just yesterday we had the budget released um so that's definitely that's definitely something worth looking into if that's your field i think there's there's real potential for anybody who's looking at thinking about doing video to talk about what you do if you're an interior designer talk about what's trending right now why why are features still really really popular for example if you're in geomechanics if you're uh, or if you run an auto parts store um, talk about why this type of model of exhaust pipe is better than the other type of model of exhaust pipe, either because of the performance, the energy it's saving, because it's lower pricing, perhaps. There's so much you know about your business and your niche and what you talk about and what you do, that you've got content to share about for days, you know, and you don't have to throw it all out in one massive hit in an hour long seminar as your first video, because no one's going to tune in for that long with the greatest respect. Um, I think what you need to do is when you're looking at what, what, people, what you're going to be talking about and what you're going to be sharing with people is it's planning. Planning, planning, planning is, is really important to when you're doing this because otherwise you can do a couple because you remember to and then life gets in the way or there's a conference and you've kind of fallen off the track. And if you start, if you start posting regularly, people start to expect that and then you stop publishing and then people get distracted and go and do something else. So that's something I think... Um, it's really quite important to be aware of um, in regards to people saying, what do I have to talk about? You know what you've got to talk about. You've got loads of stuff in there. So record it, get it, get it out there and get people knowing that you know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, I think that there's kind of two different formats that you can do in, in, in terms of you could either be like, it could be an ad where you're actually selling something, in which case you would run it as an ad. But what we're really talking about here is, is content marketing. And that is information that you share that will either educate, entertain, inform, or inspire. If you run a business, if you're an expert in anything, if you help solve people's problems, whether it's to fix their car or to get a better garden or to improve their finances, then you have something to say about your chosen subjects, yeah? Absolutely. Exactly. You've nailed it there. I mean, the thing is, you can put a video on Facebook or wherever it's going to be, it's not necessarily meaning to be an ad. Um, because that's a different animal and there's different stipulations and so forth about that. Um, you can certainly put information out there because people will, will realise, okay, Clive knows what he's talking about, I'll inquire further. And then they maybe turn into a sale after the video is played, for example. Um, yeah. By running, creating a video with a mindful thing, right, okay, so I'm going to talk about this car part. Okay, so it's 14% uh, aluminium, 83% luminum spoil mix. I don't know if those numbers are correct, um, if they even make 100 um, but don't don't think of it as an advert. Think of it as an information point. You know, people can come there and get some really great value. You're leading with value, and this is the this is the thing. What I think people don't realise how much they can leverage video on whichever platform it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And so you either want to, I say, it comes back to educate, inform, entertain, or inspire. And I think that that's where the value is. There has to be some gain for the viewer. There's no reason why, particularly if you're a service-based business, if you provide a service, there's no reason why we can't find things to talk about. But what happens then if maybe I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel, and I do, by the way, I don't work it that well, but if I was to take YouTube a little bit more seriously, I've got plenty to talk about, but what about getting in front of the video? I'm a little bit nervous about being in front of the camera. Got any tips? Absolutely. 
the thing with phones these days, and this is, I'm going to speak, um, everything I'm going to be talking about with video today, I'm having this with the smartphone in mind. I'm not talking about the big, I mean, I've got big cameras, of course, is what I do. But I started out with a little handy cam, just a little, little handy cam thing from there. But yep. now the technology in smartphones is at the state where everyone has a HD camera in their pocket. Um, some of them even have 4K cameras in their pockets. Um, I don't personally have, I don't think 4K is necessary. <laughs> it's really not HD, absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, where to start with regards to a bit of um, camera confidence. With phones these days, the capacity on them is so large that you just record and record and record and record and record. What people forget about is there's this button there called delete. So if you record something into your phone, you don't like how it turned out, you can just delete it. No one has to know. I've done videos um, myself where there've been pieces of the camera and they've been 15, 16, 18 takes um, just to get it right. And that's fine. That's what it is. Um, so don't forget about the, uh, you know, definitely do remember about the delete button on your phone. In regards to building the confidence about it, just understand that you know what you're talking about. You have the degree of confidence you could talk about into a room of people, perhaps, or even just to a small audience. Um, if you do networking, you talk to a, a room of 20, 30 people on a regular basis. I don't think... Um, that talking to the lens of a camera, you know, a little pinhole on your phone is really should be treated any differently. You're just talking to one device. Granted, you can't respond back to it and it won't laugh at you and it won't ask you questions. So there's less things to be considered about that side of things. But just remember, it's, it's important to just try it. If it goes wrong, it's fine. That's not okay. If you really want to, keep the ones that go wrong because everyone likes a blooper. Um, but absolutely, yeah, if, if something doesn't quite work out, just start over, take a breath, and delete it and then start again. Um, sometimes I've had it where I've hit a bit of a wall and it's like 15, 16, 17 takes and it's just not working. The bit I'm trying to get across just isn't working. Stop. Go out for a walk. Turn your phone off. Go and do something else. Get out of the, out of the, out of the bubble. Just do something. You know, walk the dog. Go and have a sandwich. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you do to clear your mind is definitely worth um, having that as an option because you are going to hit walls, especially when you're starting out. And the key is to confidence, as we know with everything, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it, the smoother things will run. It's just practicing, pressing, and doing it, and doing it, and doing it. That's, yeah. that's, that's really all there is to it. That's a really brilliant tip, really, because um, I know it's obvious. We don't have to put out what we record. And I'm a big advocate of starting badly. Now, I know that sounds really... start. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the key to it. Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, because you, ha you just have to start. And we know that whenever you try something for the first time, like bake a cake or do anything else, chances are it's not going to go that well. And we know that on video. And, of course, what we tend to worry about, the same as presenting live on stage or, you know, in person, we worry about performance anxiety. We, we worry about how we're going to be perceived by our viewers. But the truth is, until you upload it to YouTube and press go, nobody's going to see it. And you can just do it again and again until you're happy with it. But you have to start. And that means be prepared to start, get it wrong. And over time, as you say, you perfect it, you get better, you build confidence. You know, I've been on probably more than 200 videos now. Um, I, am, I am still by no means an expert at all. A lot of the videos that I do are for my membership site. But... I do find that it gets easier and I'm a lot more comfortable speaking in front of the camera and I was really uncomfortable at first. Yeah, it can seem quite alien because of that exact reason why you don't get the response. You know, you're talking to a, a, a bit of plastic and a chipboard and circuitry 
and that's my that might seem a bit weird, but I, I I'm I quite like that. I, I I can talk to a screen. I can talk to. I mean, like you know, we're we're talking now on this podcast. I can talk to a lens. I can talk to a, a group of people. I don't I don't think it should be seen, it should be seen really as anything different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, any tips on being more natural? Hmm. Okay. So when. When it comes to video, I've always told people to be about 20-30% more animated than they are normally. Now, that's not full on, hi everybody, I'm going to talk to you about this fantastic thing and I'll just learn about this new thing. It's not going full on like that. That's just, that's just going to wind people up. I think that um, we all have a personality within us and when we're networking, that maybe comes out or when we're at um, evening events and, and just other occasions, your personality does and will shine. I think with video, you just need to amplify it just a little bit, not going over the top because some people might think it's too much, but about an extra 15, 20%, it's about, about right for that side of things to, uh, to, to approach the camera and just get onto it. But the thing, as you say, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You're just going to get practicing and doing it more and more and it'll just flow better and it'll be easier and you feel more comfortable and you'll smile that much more and it's just, you'll find it easier the more you do it. There's, there's no there's no hacks or tricks or uh, or anything like that really i'm just trying to think of anything that i did and it wasn't it was just practicing it and doing it and doing it and yeah it's a bit weird because we talk to people you know um we talk to eyes we talk to faces um but think about it if you talk to somebody on the phone you don't see their faces do you so yeah. suppose think about transferring a bit of that mindset to talking to your smartphone um because you get that you're still having a conversation all right you're not hearing anything back but it's just it's definitely it's, it's just it's just got to do it it's really it yeah and you said about being more animated without going over the top it, it reminds me actually one of the tips i often share when i'm talking about presentation skills is that rather than being focused on yourself what i like to do is to double down on my attention to the audience it's all very well saying, I mustn't be nervous, I, you know, I mustn't come across this way. But obviously, the more you think about being nervous, and the more you say, I shouldn't be nervous, you're going to feel more nervous. But I think that one of the things that helps me, certainly you know, on stage or speaking to groups of people, is to concern yourself more with the audience. And for me, that means giving more care, more affection, being warmer and trying to bring my best self and I, I wonder whether that would translate to video as well if you could just focus on being your best self and being the warmest the most generous that you can or, or maybe it's like a gaming channel or whatever you, you see a lot of people do that on YouTube these days that actually just being passionate about what it is that you're sharing or whatever do you think that would be a way of kind of being a little bit more animated without going over the top absolutely Absolutely, yes. Um, I mean, you're saying the, the, these games you see on YouTube and um, they, do, um, they do a live stream, it's called Twitch, two different animals. Um, but they're absolutely, they're, they're playing their games or they're watching football or they're, some of them are cooking, but it's what they're really into. And when you're really into something, that will absolutely come out without even thinking about it. Your, your, light, your eyes light up, you get a smiley, you get more animated with your hands if you're, if you're a hand speaker like I am sometimes. Um, you'll maybe talk that bit faster, which of course I often do, and I have to remember to rein it in. Hopefully, my my, my cadence I'm doing today is actually not so no, not so fast as it has been previously um, when you and I spoke, because you know I can just go right off because that's that's how I am. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right in that if you're talking about something or you're doing something that you're you're passionate about and you're really into, that's just automatically almost by default going to become apparent to to your watchers. Yeah, sure. sure. 
Okay. So how do we get started with this? If somebody's never done this before, what do they need? Where do they start? Okay. I would say to get started in regards to the gear, because we, we are going to talk about um, the equipment on, on a shoestring. We'll start with that because that might be a question people are thinking about asking um, or wanting to know more about straight away. You've got a smartphone in your pocket. Um, you may even be listening to it right now. Um, you've got an HD camera on the front of it. Use it. You know, so you've got a nice, decent quality camera. What I will say is give it a wipe, the lens a wipe before you start filming. Others you get a soft focus, um, which you might see in people's videos where it's a little bit hazy. Mm, that's people's ear oils, which I know is a bit grim. <laughs> But it's what it is. So just give it a little wipe. It doesn't take, it takes what, half a second. Wipe your thing, get a nice, clean, crisp image, and give that HD screen the chance to really capture what it's designed to do. Um, so that's the camera sorted out. Um, I like still stable photos. Um, of course, depending on what you do, if you're, if you're into your motorsports or into something that's going to be moving an action field, then yeah, by all means, keep it by hand. Or if you want to get hold of one, have a selfie stick. That's absolutely fine. Um, I think you can get tripods, well, no, you can get tripods, these little mini tripods designed for smartphones from um, the Pound Shop, for example. Um, if budget is tight, there's a 99p store as well next door. Um, and you can get tripods from them. They've got these little, uh, little sort of stretchy, adaptive top things, so any phone will fit into it. And that can just sit on your desk. You've got a nice clean image, nice straight, standard, not wobbling thing. As long as you don't wobble the table, if you, if you, if you, if you hit the table, your legs keep banging the table, look out for that. Um, so that's just your camera and your tripod sorted out for, well, like a, a pound, really. If you want to go a little bit more higher end, and depending on the sounding in the area where you're recording. So, for example, if you're recording in your bedroom, the, there may be a degree of bounce in the room. And to stop that, you need to have a little tie mic, a lapel, lapel mic, and you're going to have much higher quality sound when you do that. What you do need to get, um, and you can get this from eBay for a couple of quid, is a smartphone microphone adapter. If you type it in, eBay will correct you. And essentially, these things are, they plug into your phone, and then you can plug in any little microphone, your little 35mm pin jacks into those, and you've got a nice little lapel mic, really clear, crisp, beautiful sound. Um, equally, I've seen plenty of people doing it with the wires, and not so much because iPhone, for example, have gone wireless now with the weird earbud things. Um, but you have those corded um, headsets, and that's got your microphone built into the line. You can use that. Aesthetically, it's not as pretty because you've got this big white cable hanging down you. But again, it's another thing to know about, to, to remember. You've got this in your box. You probably haven't used it. I've got some still shrink-wrapped in mine because I, haven't need, I don't use I use a Bluetooth. Um, but that's another tool available to you. Um, in regards to lighting, it's a little bit tricky now because... Um, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, we're now into sort of the autumn months and it's not as dark. It's very much perpetual grayness where I'm looking out now. Um, but you can just sit by a window, have your window facing you, then your camera, and then your face. And you've got this nice, even, free lighting. And it's easy and it's just, it's so doable. Um, but again, you can go onto eBay uh, or Amazon and you can get LED lighting kits for five, six pounds. You can, get, you can even get these right, Clive. I don't know if you've seen these. Um, you can even get these ones which are a bit of a halo and they snap onto the top of your phone and they're beauty lights. And to be fair, they look really silly and weird, but they work. And for a couple of quid, you've stuck, and, and the thing is your watches don't need to know about this. They might think you've got a 3,000 pound lighting system behind your phone you, or, or did your big camera, whatever. Um, but these little halo lights and beauty lights are really quite clever. and They're cheap and they're quick and they're easy and they use your own batteries. And it's just another little very frugal thing to make your videos a little touch, a little tight more, it's a bit smarter. Yeah, I, I've seen those, Luke. And in fact, we, we, uh, Julie's got one. Yeah, they're, they're coming all different sizes. I think she, she got just a little one to clip over, like your your iPhone or your 
your mobile phone, whatever you've got. Yes, yeah, so you can get bigger ones for SLR cameras, and this is scalable. But yeah, these little smart ones are lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think somebody called them a Diva um, light, but I don't know whether that's a brand or. Tell you what, if you're saying about Diva, I've seen like the, this, this is, and this is ridiculous. I saw it, I, I laughed out loud. I really barely did it. And it's a smartphone, right? So it's a selfie stick which attaches your smartphone into the little cradle. You get these two side lights that fold out. And it's got a fan on top so you can do the windswept look. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's just remarkable. And yeah, it's like 16, 17 quid. I was like, I know a couple of people who would absolutely relish that. Um, so yeah, there's so much stuff out there for not very much money, but it yeah. works. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's, that's the gear. That's, that's, the, that's the kit for getting started. Um, so so let, me just, go on, sorry. let me just go over that there, Luke. Um, mm. So the camera itself, you can just use your smartphone yeah. because just about every uh, smartphone you've got these days have at least HD quality cameras on. Tablets and stuff do as well, but obviously you yeah. cameras Just can... make sure you've, you've checked your settings to show HD mode. Otherwise, I've seen it where people are filming in 720 or lower resolution and they get a grainy, crappy image. So make sure you're, you have set it to HD mode. Some cameras don't automatically do that, so look out for that on your smartphones. Yeah, yeah. Now, the tip that I used to hear a lot was around the audio, and people used to say that the mobile, like smartphones, audios tends to be a bit rubbish. Mm. But I don't think that's the case anymore. Certainly mobile phones are built for audio. What would you think? Do you think that, do you need something, uh, an external microphone? I think it depends on everyone's um, scenario. It may be that the environment where you're recording in is actually very acoustically great. It's maybe there's, for example, you've got your, your typical bathroom um, sort of sounding where you've got very flat walls, there's nothing on the walls, there's no pictures or posters or anything like that. And so when you speak, you're going to get that bounce, you're going to get that reverb. Um, but equally, in some places, you've got environments where you've got the curtains and that will absorb and dampen the sound. So you're not going to get so much bounce. So really, it's a case of doing a little recording, just a tester, play it back, um, either through a smartphone or on your computer to get proper depth of sound um, or indeed through headphones and see how it sounds. If you think, hmm, it sounds a little bit bouncy, then you may have to either try a different room, try a different environment um, or try using a lapel mic. For example, I mean, I've done some videos where I've been doing it in my car, very quiet environment. Everything's upholstered. So you're going to get that absorption of sound from your, your, so your, your seats and your headrests and so forth. So that's quite a nice environment. All right, a little bit cozy and pokey. But for what I was filming at that time, that was absolutely fine. I just want to take a moment to demonstrate just how important sounding can be. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to switch between my, I'm using a lapel mic. I'm going to switch now to my my webcam audio. So apologies for those who are listening to this when it might sound dreadful. So if I now flick across to my webcam, that now is probably a lot bouncier um, and tinnier and it doesn't sound so great. If I now flick back to my lapel mic, Hopefully that's now got a deeper, richer sound to it. How did that sound from your side, Clive? Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on there. The, the webcam mic, um, obviously this is so important on a podcast as well. We talked about this before, but the same as well on video. The webcam mic was very teddy. It was, it was quieter um, and it didn't sound very professional. Mm. Um, so I would be concerned about using that on you know, on a video I print out, but you know, your lapel mic's great. And, you know, I know you can get lapel mics from 15 pound and upwards, um, probably get them even cheaper. Mm. But what we'll do is I'll put some links down on the show notes page, some, some very affordable equipment to get yourself going. So you're going to need the tripod. I'm assuming you've got a smartphone. Most people do these days and there's lighting. So there's very affordable lighting if you want it as well. We'll put that on the show notes page. And of course, there's no upper scale, is there? I mean, you can just get better and better equipment if you want. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, you, you call it shiny thing syndrome. Um, I've I've seen you know, new lighting gears for tens of thousands of pounds, and Christ, you can look at cameras. Goodness me, you can get um, an SLR camera. The body of a camera could be eight hundred pounds in its own, and then you need a fourteen thousand pound lens to connect onto said body. So oh yeah, the the, the sky and your also your bank balance is the limit on that one. Um, but you really don't need to go that high. Absolutely not, and not unless you're going to be the next um, Spielberg or. Um, or the guy who did Clockwork Orange, Kubrick, you know, if you look at that, that's, that's cinematography, different grade, completely different grade. I'm not versed in that. Absolutely different. So yeah, just stick to what you've got and we've covered it already. It's, and it's so achievable. It really is. Sure, sure. So start simple, get fancy later. Quite. Okay. So that's the equipment sorted out. What about coming up with content? Have you got any ideas around that? Any advice? Okay, yes, right, so content. Um, I would suggest that anybody who's thinking about doing video is to not think about just doing one. I would definitely think about doing a mini series. That could be a half dozen, it could be 10, you know, just, just have more than one. And the reason for this is if you plan it out and um, you can get your diary out or your calendar and just sort of right, video here, video here, video here. Because you're, you're, you need to have your consistency to your audience. Um, people need to understand, okay, right, and you might see on YouTube, people go, okay, we've got live videos every Tuesday because that's when they're going to be delivering. They may film it on the Thursday or the Friday prior, do bits over the weekend and then release it on a Tuesday. What's more likely though, and here's a pro tip, um, a lot of people think about, oh, hang on, how would I have to all the time to make a regular thing every week? You know, there's some guys out there who do daily. Daily is quite an undertaking. You know, you can do a quick thing off your phone for like a minute, 30 seconds, fine. Okay, that counts, I suppose. Um, but I think what people need to realize is there's a great trick that I do and I call it binge filming. And essentially um, people will come to me with a green screen. I've got a green screen studio here and they will sit down in the chairs and we'll do five, six, seven videos in a half a day. Yeah. And we'll do costume changes or even hair. Ch- I've had people change their hair um, uh, after two or three videos. And the idea of that is you're getting all your videos done in that half a day um, I then take away and edit it and all the, all the magical stuff. But then they've got their videos, they're done, they're in the can, they can get back to the day in the work, knowing that they've got the video content recorded and then with their marketing team or whoever they're using, they can then gradually release it on a regular basis. And when they're starting to run out of videos, they can come back into another block of six, seven, eight, whatever, um, and be really smart and leverage with time. I think if you're going to try and do a video, okay, every Wednesday I'll film it and then every Friday I'll put it out there, you'll... <sighs> unless you can definitely guarantee that time, you're at risk of missing your deadlines. And people do notice that. YouTube can be quite critical, quite critical about that. Um, about people, oh, hang on, it's Friday, where's my video? And you can lose, you can lose subscribers to that. People can be really quite fickle, a little bit petty in my opinion, but that's what people can be. Yeah. yeah. So plan your content, have a think about, right, I, for example, I talk about video. So um, I could do a video series. Right, first thing about the gear you're getting started with. Then about what makes good video. Then you could do a video about how to film outside. Then you could do a video about why is sound so important. Then you can do a video about um, where is a good environment to do. There's so many things you could break down just one module of what you do to create who knows how many videos. Um, I mean, let's take your case in point. I mean, you, you're your business coach. Okay, so. Where do you start with sales and marketing? How do you plan your day? How do you um, speak to clients? What's your policy on call calling? There's loads of stuff you can break down from one thing into lots of little mini modules. And I think that's the key to it. And if I can just quickly mention, YouTube are getting quite clever now. um, And this is a nice way to leverage it. 
if you say something like, right, in a future video, I'll be talking about da 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 da, or then you're in a, you're in a future video, say, in a previous video, I talked about 15 types of cheese, people can then click into your other videos. And because they're going from your channel into another video, into another video, Google likes that and gives you a little bump in the ratings. Wow. It's, it's, it's a nice little tool I learned about about a month back. And it's, it's I think they call it, I call it weaving. I don't know if there's a technical term for it, um, but I call it video weaving and it's really clever. It's just being leveraged because it's all about watch time. That's the metric that, ma that, that matters. But that's another, maybe a bit more technical uh, jargon thing for later. Okay, so we have talked about being on video and coming up with content. And yes, there is no end to the stuff that we could talk about. I think you've got some great examples there. Um, I've been writing blogs and doing podcasts and doing videos for years now. I've never run out of things to say. I probably never will. Um, and so can anybody else who's listening to this. Now, once we created our video, what about editing? Do we need to edit a video? You know, is it expensive? Is it time consuming? Can you give us just a quick lowdown on that? Okay, a quick lowdown on that is it doesn't have to be. Um, you can go and put loads of effort into editing and make it look really cool and flashing graphics. And here's the thing and all the sounds and all the rest of it. If that's what you want to do, go for it. Entirely your call. But the thing is, if you're just doing a little selfie video and you're talking to camera for a minute, 30 seconds, 90 seconds, whatever, maybe it doesn't need editing. You just go, right, I hope that's great. And you do your introduction at the beginning, you say who you are, then you talk about what you're talking about, and then that's it. And you don't need to edit it. If your video is a bit more involved, like you're going to be talking about certain products and so forth, then you can cut away to a hand shot of somebody holding this. And you can make them more involved. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be at all heavy, creative, and so forth. Um, as time consuming, again, Editing, and this is when, I, when um, what I've discovered is if I film for a day's worth, I have to edit for at least a day afterwards um, is, is, is sort of, sort of the, the time balance I put towards it. Um, and there's loads of products out there. I'm just going to go through a couple of free ones or at least low-cost ones that are, are out there. Um, we all know about iMovie. If you're an Apple fan, if you're a Mac user, you've got your iMovie that came in the box. Um, I missed this, but in Windows, they had Windows Movie Maker, which was wonderful. It was a really great starting point. But then when Windows 10 came out, they didn't bring Windows Movie Maker to the party, which was really sad. Um, there are still websites where you can go online and download them. I trade a bit carefully with those ones because, you know, these online download sites, they can bring their friends and that can actually impact your machine badly. So um, a couple of examples I, I know about, I, and I can't say I use them. I'm a Premiere, Adobe Premiere fan because that's, that's, that's what I use. And that's a, a monthly subscription for about, I think it's about 20 quid a month now. Um, but I'm doing it as a business expense. Um, but the ones out there are HitFilm Express, and they've got a light and a pro version, uh, iMovie. You've got OpenShot, which is on Windows and Mac. There's one called FreeMake, which is all right for Windows. Some bits are a bit clunky. I have dabbled with that before. Um, and there's some bits that I think you have to export in a particular format. You have to pay for the permission to do that. So if you're going to get something free, just have in mind it may not be complete. It may be that you make this wonderful video and then to make it go on YouTube, you have to pay $14 a month or no month, just a single shot payment. So just check, check the, uh, the terms and conditions before buying. Um, sure. Another one out there is called Lightworks. Um, there's DaVinci Resolve. There's quite a lot out there. Loads of these free ones and there's some which are low price. Um, but again, just look around, see what fits your price budget and all of these will have trials. So pull them down, play with them, have a go at them, get your seven days or whatever trial. Um, and see what works. If you like something, great. If you don't like it, drop it, find something else that fits you. That's it. Brilliant. That's Brilliant. the short version. 
Okay, so there's loads of stuff out there. Again, we'll put links on there. I use a, a piece of software called Sony Movie Studio, which I love. It's, I yes. think, um, not quite up there with Adobe Auditions, but it's, it's easy to use. It's very powerful. Um, I love yeah, that. Find something that works. That's the key to it. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, can you just tell us a little bit about structuring the videos? Just like the, the podcast here today, there's a structure in how we lead people through the information. Have you got any tips on structuring a video for YouTube? Yes. Okay. So with YouTube, um, and a lot of this applies to other video platforms, but particularly what's keen for YouTube, um, too. I'll, I'll just do. Yeah, I'll do a very. I'll, I'll do a brief overview. Then I go. I'll, I'll niche down on YouTube specifically. So with every video, I would suggest doing a introduction, your content, and then your call to action. The bit that happens afterwards. So you say, hi, I'm Luke from Clamp Media, and today I'm going to be talking to you about how to make a great video using just the thing in your pocket, which is your smartphone. Then you talk about what you're talking about for as long as you need to, and not a minute longer, because people switch off. And then when you finish, you say, okay, I hope that was interesting. If you want to find out more about me, uh, visit my website, duh, 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 or comment down below, or there's a link in the description, or whatever tool you want to do after this, because people need to be told what to do after they've seen your video. Rather than going, okay, I hope that was great, enjoy your life, bye. And then disappearing, that's not going to be terribly value to yourself or indeed to the people who are watching. Now, when it comes to YouTube, um, I've seen a trend recently where the video will start, they go, so it goes something a bit like this. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go full YouTube on this one. So, hi everybody, it's Luke, how's it going? Okay, whoa! And in this video, I'm gonna tell you about uh, some really cool stuff. However, before we do that, if you haven't done it already, make sure you've subscribed, click the button, and hit the bell so you match, you get the notifications to be part of the notification squad so you don't miss any of my videos. Now, da -da -da -da. and that's something that I think is very specific to YouTube, and the reason for that is when YouTube see, right, a video's gone up, and people are clicking straight away, thumbs up, or subscribe, or the notification, or they're engaging. YouTube go, oh, this is obviously a very engaging and very good video. Bum, 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 bum. So that's something specifically for YouTube. Um, what's really nice about YouTube, it's got some special little tools you can do in there for YouTube. Um, again, start with your introduction, extra funky bits if you want to do it, then your content, and then your call to action afterwards. There's um, overlays that YouTube now make available to you. So at the end of it, you can have a little um, circles or little squares, either a circle goes back to your channel, or you have squares for other videos in your channel. So maybe we can click through and go through those things like that. Or you can do, um, have you seen these information bars? This little eye icon and a little thing in the corner that shows up and you can click on there and that will go to something. It could be a, uh, uh, an email sign-up form or a free online course or whatever you want to take out of YouTube to go to as you're after, or indeed another video. So there's lots of little funky tools within YouTube itself, which can be done um, in this creative studio, which is free and it's all cloud-based. So you don't have to download anything funky like that. Um, so that's definitely what's worth looking at in regards to YouTube. Um, do you want me to go into details about um, SEO and thumbnails and keywords, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you could just give us the major things that we should be looking out for. I think that probably what we need to do is to spend some more time and maybe you come back on podcast sometime and spend some more time really getting into the SEO and yeah, bits yeah. like that as well. But can you give us the headlines here? What, what should we be looking for in order to get people to look at our videos and to stay, you know, to continue looking at our videos? Okay, catchy title, but not so much as clickbaity, because again, that can go against you. Um, and when you're talking about your product, make sure, or your video, or whatever you're talking about, um, ensure that you're engaged. When you're, talking to the, when you're talking to your phone, you make sure you're pointing and talking to the little camera icon, not the screen that you're looking at where your face is, you talk to the lens, that's really important um, yeah. because that's, that's, that results in eye contact. Um, you may be in a conference calls where you're talking to a screen but the person's eyes are somewhere else and 
you lose that degree of connection. Um, engage with your audience. Make sure that if you've got something um, that you want to ask a question about, say, if you've got a question about um, the, 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 the title of cheese I've been talking about today, put it in the box below and engage with that conversation when they do comment. It may not be live, but at least you can come back to it over, over a length of time to do that. Um, other things to think about in regards to YouTube. Yeah, so um, I do think having a custom thumbnail is really important. Otherwise, you get that weird random hook freeze frame which is never flattering i've never seen a flattering one um, <laughs> that youtube take by itself and um, so yeah do put a custom thumbnail and there's a whole conversation about branding and styling that we can go into that on but that's that's for another time yeah um, the short version is don't do it in red black or white because those are youtube's colors and you get lost in the distance um so oh. make it a thumbnail yeah make a thumbnail that gets 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 the viewers attention um so try and avoid red white red red black and white um and yeah in regards to um building subscribers and stuff like that What's your core offering? Um, think this is something people um, maybe don't realize. It's something that is kind of the root of what you're talking about. Have a core offering. So if you're talking about, um, I, I don't know why I was default to cheese. It's not like I'm a cheese fan by any means. It just seems to be an easy one that I go to. If you, have, um, if you keep talking about videos about different types of cheese, maybe your core offering is you have a cheese tasting course where people can come to your manor house and try 15 different types of cheese and paired it with beautiful wines. And that's not something you can obviously do through YouTube itself because you have to be there. But that could be a core offering that you always allude to or you mention about or it's in the description or whatever that people can come back and see. So that's something to keep in mind as well. What is your core offering if you have one? Um, yeah, how's that sound? Again, I can, I can go on. but I think I, 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 I know, the, the thing is, we, we've covered so much today, but there are some really good things there. Uh, let's just pull a few things out. The title, really yeah. important don't do clickbait, which is saying one thing and then delivering something else. So it has to be relevant to the audience. Yes. On that note, if I, if I can jump in, YouTube are listening. Um, they listen to what you're talking about. So if your video title is 15 types of cheese from your fridge and you say, hi everybody, in this video, I'm talking about 15 types of cheese. YouTube go, right. His title is 15 types of cheese. He's talking about 15 types of cheese. Good bump, bump. If you start talking about something completely different, YouTube can hear this. It's a bit creepy, but it's good because it weeds out bad video um, and it will penalize you accordingly. And yeah. obviously, of course, it annoys your, your, your van base because you've been talking about different, different types of cheese and you start talking about the remarkable hand handling on the fourth, uh, Alfa Romeo. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely something worth thinking about and listening to. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And I love your tips about the colours as well, there, which is actually poses a challenge for me as well, thinking about my brand. Yeah, it's your branding, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Red, black and white. Um, <laughs> so, so be it. So I think that, you know, obviously if you do something else, then it will stand out more. And that, that's really good um, as well. And your top tip there on doing your call to action, every, every video, every marketing piece that you do has to have some kind of call to action that might be to buy something, but usually it's to subscribe, it's to turn on the notifications. And basically, if you want somebody to do something, you have to make it really, really clear for, for them what it is that they have to do and how to do it. Yeah. So I think that that's really, really good stuff. And Luke, you know, we're flat out of time, but what I want to do is to invite you back sometime to talk more about the detail about how you go about getting yourself ranked on YouTube and to build a subscriber base. Would you do that for me? Yeah, of course. Happy to. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So if you want to find out more, then the place to head for is our show notes, which is getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 40. 
And on that show notes page, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link so you can download the cheat sheet. Now, if you remember, one of the things that Luke and I have done is we put together a, a guide. In fact, Luke's done the vast majority of it here. Put together a guide for what you need to do to start a YouTube channel. It's, it really is a case of click here, go there, do this. And it's all absolutely free. That is there as a detailed guide for you that you can download from the cheat sheet. There's also crib notes that I've been putting together as I've been talking to Luke today. I've made a list of those crib notes. You can get those on the, the cheat sheet. And we're going to put links to um, a, a lot of very affordable equipment if you want to get started there, as well as you had an idea about sharing some people to follow. Yeah, um, I won't go into them now, but I've got, I've, I've got some of my top three people who you really, if you want to get into YouTube or into, into video, have a look at these people's channels because they've been doing it for a long time. They are absolutely world-class leaders in their fields. Um, and I'm learning stuff from, you know, hands up. I, I will look at some other stuff and think, that's brilliant. I'll, na- I'll nick that because it's really, really good stuff. So yeah, I'll, I'll share some of those in your notes. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. So if you are thinking about getting involved in video, then hopefully you've come to just a stage now where you realize that actually video is a no-brainer it's just it's a brilliant way to connect with people it's a brilliant way to build your tribe and establish yourself as an expert and there really is so much stuff that you can talk about you really never need to run out of ideas you just have to start so going back to what i mentioned earlier start badly you have the most important piece of kit that you need, which is your smartphone, and then the rest is just about getting started. You can always delete it. You can always start again. And even if you don't go for YouTube, pretty much everything that Luke shared here today is going to be suitable to Facebook, Instagram. And absolutely. Any other. Yeah, same principles overlap. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to get hold of Luke, I'm going to put his links up to his website and social platforms and places like that. Go to the show notes page again, getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 40, where you can find where Luke's hanging out, get all of his links. Next time, we're going to be back with Sophia Ragavellas clatton So she is star of the West End stage. She's a musical mentor, so she runs her own mentorship program, and she also is a network marketer as well. And she'll be on the show next time talking about what it takes to be successful in business. That's it for today. Thank you to Luke. Thank you to you for listening because it's only really you that makes this possible. Until next time, here's to you and your highly successful business.